1: Um, Today, we have a really exciting discussion with two people. Um, You may know Joel Brown because he was on one of our magazine covers once before, and this was a couple years ago now, so he's been up to a lot of good stuff and is an incredible hustler and he's now working with his business partner, uh, Emil uh, Steenfeld, and they are doing crazy stuff in Bali, uh, literally changing people's lives. I mean, these guys have, have this really unique partnership, and they're going to talk about what it takes to master your mindset, and what they do is they basically go through experiences out in Bali, and they bring people along these experiences to help them overcome whatever barriers they're having and blocks that they have so they could take their life to the next level and really live their true purpose, right? So we're going to dive into that in just a second. Um, Guys, if you don't already know, we're going to be opening the doors to our Captivate program starting in January. You can go to our website, changecreator.com. Go to the top right in the menu, it says course. You can sign up to get on the interest list. We will have phased pricing. So as we do the release in January, it will be the lowest price point possible. We just finished our beta round with an amazing group of people, and it was awesome. So we're really excited to take it to the next level now. and release the next iteration of the program and that will go live in march 2019 but sales will start on in january 2019 okay so we'll be phasing that in so get on the interest list you'll be notified first you don't miss out on that stuff um all right guys we're gonna jump into this conversation and just get the party started i know you're gonna dig this hey joel and emil welcome to the change creator podcast show how are you guys doing today Doing great,
2: man. <laughs> doing <laughs> awesome, man. Thanks for having us. <laughs> awesome, hey man. You- we're we're at, we're out in uh, Bali, Indonesia, right now, man. And uh, honestly, bro, there's no complaints. It's it's paradise out here.
1: Yeah, you know, I would love to visit, but uh, that that travel um, is just uh, too far unless I'm staying for like six months. <laughs> <laughs>
2: True. It's a
1: long time. Yeah. Uh, I'm hanging out here in Miami, so I'm not doing too bad. I got the sunshine as well and uh, water view and uh, relaxing out here. Yeah. So things are good, man. Things are good. that. Yeah. So, guys, um, tell me a little background. Just like when did you guys meet? I, I've noticed, you know, you've been doing a lot of work together. Um, let's just help people understand. How did you guys connect and start working together to begin with?
2: Yeah, great question. Uh, Emil and I met in Ubud in Indonesia, uh, in Bali, actually, four years ago. We connected over Facebook. We realized we had a lot of mutual friends. And the next time we saw each other was two years ago when we were on the uh, Gold Coast of uh, Queensland in Australia. And we we're speaking at an event with Preston Smiles and Alexi Penos, uh, who are other transformational speakers. And what we realized was that we have very complementary skills when it comes to personal development, uh, coaching and speaking. And so we decided to band together and put together a course called Master Your Confidence. And this was a huge success. We created a lot of transformation, a lot of uh, great success stories. And from that, we decided to start running retreats and running events uh, in the Southern Hemisphere, you know, in Australia and Bali. And we're you know, we're branching out to other parts of uh, the Southern Hemisphere right now, and then uh, eventually taking it worldwide. So, uh, I could say that uh, yeah, it's a uh, partnership so far has been uh, a huge success, man. And um, we get to work with a lot of incredible people.
1: Now, are yeah. you working with a lot of people just uh, around your local area, or are people traveling um, to participate in these programs?
0: So, what we talk, we talk with the U.S., Canada. Australia, New Zealand, we're pretty much talking worldwide. So a lot of our participants are coming from all over the world. And this is how we want it to be. We want people to come over to Bali and experience something new. A lot of people do say, you know, it's really far, but once they get here, they're like, I don't want to leave. (laughs) And this is one of those places where you come and, and the energy is really different. They call it the Island of the Gods. And the beautiful thing about this place is that there's so much there's beautiful beaches, there's jungle, there's mountains there, you know, there's so many things to do here. Plus the food is great. So it's, it's like a heaven for retreats.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, my app development team is out in Bali and um, I hear nothing but good things. So I'm I'm pretty jealous. Mm.
0: (laughs) 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 Um, (laughs) Go ahead. I said, you'll be out here soon.
1: I hope so. You know, I talked about it with my wife. So if we get a, a long-term break and we can get out there for a few weeks, um, that could be worthwhile. We're, um, we're big fans. We go to Costa Rica all the time because of the same thing. You know, it's remote jungles, rainforest, ocean, and you get that blue, they, have, they call them blue zones where it's a very spiritual like energy out there or something. And there really is a vibe where it's just like no other place. So I, I know what you're saying. Mm, yes so guys let's tap into like before we get into all the juicy stuff um i just want to give anybody listening you know hey listen you know we have we've spoken to joel before we have not spoken to emil so joel is he's coming back he was on the third edition um cover of change creator magazine so we're circling back after a few years now to see what's going on and and where they have taken it and why, you know, like we saw these partnerships, we're going to see what you guys are working on and get into some of the the nitty gritty. But if you guys can both just give your, you know, in a few sentences, uh, a little bit of background, just who you are so people can understand where you're coming from. Go ahead.
0: So Joel, I mean, sorry, Adam, this is a meal. My background has been in mindfulness acceptance and commitment therapy um, I also specialize in patterns, behaviors, and going deep into, you know, I work with people that have experienced trauma, depression, anxiety, um, and I'm really fascinated about, you know, the aspects of what carries emotion, you know, what drives someone to do certain things and how to unpack that. And then also then recreate those habits so that they leave feeling empowered and, when that happens, you know you kind of get this feeling. It's like you've you've supported someone. I don't and I don't say help, Adam. I say support. Yeah, you've supported someone in getting back their life. Right. Because the moment you support someone, that you're not helping. And and when, when I mean, hang on two seconds. My dog is just barking. So <laughs> yeah, can you hear that?
1: A <laughs> little bit. Not too bad.
0: Yeah. Okay. So it's all good. All right. So the reason why I was saying, you you know, we, we support versus help is because when we're helping someone, all we're doing is we're doing it for them and we don't want to do it for anyone. you know, we, we are strong believers that everybody has the the right tools. They just need to ask the right questions and unpack it for themselves in a way that can be supported for them in that space. Mm -hmm. So this is where I'm big in. I'm big in with that emotional intelligence. Yeah.
2: Great. Yeah. 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 And, and, you know, Adam, you're familiar with this. Uh, you know, I created addictedtosuccess.com uh, eight and a half years ago. Uh, from that, I started getting asked uh, from so many people around the world to, to come out and do workshops and to teach them how to build a successful business online. What's really interesting is that you can have all the ideas, you can have the strategies down, but if your mental game, your mindset is not on point, you're not moving anywhere. And so I focus heavily on the psychology of branding and marketing. I focus heavily on how to tap into your soul signature message so that you can share that with the world. Yeah. Right? How do you position yourself in a place where you're truly playing in your strengths, when you're aligned with your values and where you have a powerful vision that not only pushes you, but also pulls you towards your true potential. And that's really what excites me is getting people to really step into what they believe is their gifts. Uh, and what their purpose truly is so they can really amplify that message for the world uh, so they can have a, a impact in a way that is long lasting, not fleeting and not temporary based off desperation, but long lasting based off inspiration, uh, that ultimately creates a ripple effect throughout the world. So that's, uh, you know, in a nutshell is what I guess Emil and I are really passionate about. And, um, yeah, we're just, we're excited, man, to just continue to, to serve more, uh, as we, as we continue through our journey and our careers.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think you guys are the perfect people to talk to when it comes to, you know, understanding the mindset, transformation, how to have the the vision that will take you where you need to go. Um, All really important things that a lot of people, I feel like, don't want to really spend. They want the tangible. They want I want the next, uh, you know, software program that's going to get me more leads. I want, you know, like these technical things that they can see and feel versus the uh, the mindset and taking care of themselves understanding how to master the vision and things like that and one of the things I love that you just said Joel is aligning what you're doing to your values obviously this is something that change creator is really really big on when it comes to business and um, a personal a person's personal values so, Let's talk a little bit about um, some of the programs. I know you have this program, Elevate. So I'm going to just kind of use that as a starting point for us to tap into the work you're currently doing. Um, so if you can explain just a little bit about what that is, we'll start diving into some of the nuances.
0: So, Adam, Elevate event is a four-day experiential event. And I say experiential because it is a pure experience that's going to shift you from coming into where you think you're what you think you are to what you need to become so elevate events is a four-day experiential event it goes for four days the first couple of days is all about cleaning up the mess and going deeper into the mind and behaviors and patterns that stop you from going to the next level what we do get is a lot of people that will come to us that are trying to find their purpose or they've up leveled to a point where they can't go any further because they don't know what their blocks are and then we come in and we we work on them with that through experiential learning activities and also with our, our events we choose every single person that comes in we interview every single person that comes in so through osmosis of rubbing off on like-minded people you're going to learn from the people around you then we, what we do is we add in a little bit of fun with these Elevate events. So we have like uh, theme parties. Last time we had an 80s and 90s theme party and then we had a Neverland theme party, which was bringing them back to childlike, not childish, but childlike <laughs> in a way where they get to create as children. And you know how do we create as children, Adam? We, we didn't care what people thought. We didn't care what people were doing. We just had fun. And we were flexible. And when you're having fun, you are flexible. Right. So we make our events fun, but educational. And we'd like to add that, you know, that integrity with it all. Right. So that's the elevator event.
1: So you mentioned people have certain blocks, right? So there's a couple of things I'd like to touch on is some of the common challenges that people are facing, right? And when it comes to their growth, and then the blocks that they're having, can you guys talk just about some of those things so we can understand?
0: So some of the blocks that we do get with people are, uh, it could be limiting beliefs that they can't open up a business or they can't really make money from online or be a successful entrepreneur. And before they even can even get the strategies from Joel and the branding advice, we got, we've got we got to go and clean up and go back and find out what that story is. And what I like to call them is a PCC. And it's a persistent complaint concern or critique that always comes up every time you're going to up level to the next level in your life or your relationship or you know anything that's scary that hasn't got certainty in it what's going to happen is that voice is going to come up so what we do is we get them to really get clear about what that is and then once we get them to name it and get an idea about what that is then we start giving them action steps to step into something new that they've never done before now this is the thing adam A lot of people don't want to be uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are are afraid of doing something and not getting the result that they want to get. So we teach people how to be with that. We teach people how to nurture their sores and their scars that they've been hiding or avoiding or pretending not to know. And from there, then that's when they can move into the strategy, you know, with, with Joel. And the thing is you can't, go into strategy or you can't brand yourself or you can't be really authentic until you accept these things first.
1: So I, I guess I'm curious, you know, if you're working over a few days, I mean, what are some of the successes? Um, can you give an example maybe of someone that you worked with and, you know, one of the blocks they had and an experience they had, maybe it gives them, is it an epiphany or, um, what helps them break down a barrier? Because I think there's a lot of people um, in our audience that have these barriers. And and even myself, we all have self-limiting beliefs. And so I guess I'm looking for a way to understand some of your advice on how to identify those and start changing them.
2: Great question, Adam. You know, I think a lot of people nowadays with this distraction that's going on with social media and we're getting bombarded with ads and we have you know, Netflix, and we have TV, and movies, and everything going on around us, and all the shiny objects, a lot of people fall into the trap of procrastination. And so this was a common thing that showed up quite often for us, was this you know, like getting ready to get ready, right? And looking at just the effect, but not the cause of why this is happening, and why they feel stuck. Uh, And, you know, we, we really narrowed down on what the procrastination type was for them. Uh, And what it seemed was that that a lot of people were getting overwhelmed. They were putting things off. They were giving too much. And I know that you talk a lot about contribution in your magazine and such an important point. Some people come from giving back in a way that is a desperate form. They're giving because they're, uh, uh, they want to be accepted, right? They don't want to be judged, Right? So they give, 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 and they have no time for themselves to build what they need to build to be able to serve at a higher level. And this was such a big thing that opened up throughout our events and our workshops. And you know, you pair this, this realization of, okay, I need to really fill my cup first before I can pour out for the rest of the world, get them into that place of empowerment. And then on top of that, having a vision. A vision that disciplines them, that chooses their friends for them, that teaches them what to say yes to and what to say no to, what keeps them in abundance, creation, uh, keeps them in a place of positivity in the sense that they have something to look forward to and they're inspired from within. This is where we really create a shift because when you have a vision that is powerful enough to shadow your doubts, you're not sitting in in, in the limitations anymore. You're sitting in what is possible right now. So then you start thinking from a place that is really powerful. You ask yourself questions like what can I create? Right? What is really here in the, this world for me to to take? What can I get from this and what can I also give when I become who I'm truly meant to be? These are really powerful questions that we can ask ourselves. Right? And then when you ask yourself those questions, you override the everyday uh, habitual feelings that are just going, you know, from day in, day out running on the same program. Now your thoughts are stronger than the feeling. And now you're creating as a master and not a slave.
1: Yeah. I like that. And it, you know, it, it, kind of, I guess, you know, someone that comes up as you guys speak is T Harb Ecker for some reason, because I, I had used to have some serious money blocks, right. Self-limiting beliefs. And, So do you guys relate some of what you're doing saying, okay, Joel, you mentioned the social media, the procrastination, but there are must be some deeper rooted history from your experiences, childhood, all these things that kind of get your mind into a certain pattern um, that may be holding you back. Is that true?
0: Yeah, absolutely. We develop our patterns from zero to seven. We're like sponges. Mm -hmm. So, if your parents have had money issues and have always talked about money, and it's like money doesn't—you've heard this saying—money doesn't grow on trees, <laughs> and this isn't cheap. And you money know, is the root of all money evil. is the <laughs> root of all evil. Or <laughs> yeah. People that have money are us snobs, and and that's where where my parents came from. My parents came from South Africa, and you know they right. didn't have a lot of money growing up. And then when they moved to Australia, you know, I heard this story that we've got to work hard for our money, and I and I got drilled in from a young age, but what I did, what I unlearned was that you got to be smart. You got to be smarter with your time and then work hard, not just work hard because at the end of the day, it's like you can keep working hard, but your effort, if you're not in alignment is a waste. Mm. So we go into this as well and, and money stories come up a lot with us. And w- what we do is we train them to realize where they're coming from. Lack. Because what will happen is, it's like I had a client the other day, literally from the workshop, that just said to me, Emil, I'm trying to um, make some money right now. And I said, Are you trying to make it or are you trying to create it? And it's a simple question. And she's literally said, Oh, well, I was trying not to, trying to survive. I was trying to get more money so I can survive. And I said, This is the problem. You're coming from lack when you're creating it. And whenever you're creating from lack, you are always going to, try to get the minimum of what you need just to survive versus create from a space of abundance and creating extra and, and keeping that flow going. Mm. And it's a very fine line. You you're either creating from that space of abundance and creation and fun or in flow, or you're creating from lack, fear, judgment, and fe- you know, this is, this is a thing you're creating from a place where you don't like, it's like saying, I don't want to be broke. So what do I do? I focus on being broke. Right. And this is what people don't get. It's such a subtle thing in our subconscious.
1: Yeah. I think that's a really, really important uh, point. And I think it's, it's hard for people. um, You know, so when we, we did a survey to our audience and it's, it comes down to money a lot. You know, I need a new revenue stream. I need to grow. And it's, it's, I feel like a lot of people are just really stressed about their finances. And, you know, even if they're making halfway decent money, it's like never enough. So they always have this feeling of not enough. Um, hmm. Are you guys yeah. finding that with a lot of your um, clients?
2: Definitely. Yeah, this, uh, I don't have enough. Uh, I'm not good enough. Failure and mistakes are bad. And a lot of people tie this back into their money because they're measuring their success based on how much money they have in their bank yeah. account. yeah. Such a bad way to measure it, bro. We're measuring a lot of the wrong things in this day and age. You know, yeah. you want to measure it off. Uh, what kind of impact am I having? I, I was speaking to my cousin the other night and he, you know, I was relaying to him a conversation that Emil and I had. We were walking our dog on the beach in the morning and Emil said to me, so you know what, man, some people wait until they're 50, 60, 70 years old when they retire to do what we're doing. But we've, we've chosen to be in a different location and to set our life up in a way where we've taken control in order to live this lifestyle now. And I think that so many people don't understand that. It's like they keep settling, man. They keep choosing things for circumstance. They, they choose friendships based off convenience. right? They do it because they're in that environment. And you know, don't get me wrong. We understand. We have people applying for our Elevate event. Uh, that are from Africa and India. And when that we, you know, we ask every person, how much do you make in us dollars per month? Cause we, we're gauging to see if they can make an investment. Right. Yeah. And so we find that so many of the people from uh, Africa and India, they're so enthusiastic and they fill out a great application, but they just don't have the money to be able to do it. And which is another reason why, uh, Emil and I have decided that part of our elevate with purpose element that we have with the elevate, uh, organization here we've created is that we're breaking a percentage off for each event that we're running in the Western world here in the Southern hemisphere. And we're breaking that away and then putting it towards overheads and everything to run these events in countries where they can't afford our higher ticket uh, programs. Because right. we just, we see as like, man, we want them to have this opportunity to learn the tools that we teach and to break through their limitations because they, they just have that knee up, man. You never know. You could change someone's world in the matter of, you know, a moment when you're standing there in the room and this is just too valuable to skip on. And, that's why we're so passionate about it, man. We understand that people are brought up in different environments and, and at different stages and they have different, uh, you know, influences and role models around them. And, uh, you know, we want to obviously, you know, level the playing field more and bring this this work to the world where they don't usually have access to, to high-level programs like we create. So...
1: Yeah, and I think that's really important because these are the people that really need a hand up, right? Um, and it's like an untapped resource if we can't get them into a place where they can really make the contributions that uh, and bring their ideas to life. You know, um, there's a lot that they can contribute to the world. So I love that you're finding ways to um, give them the opportunity. Um, and you know, you know I, I want to make a point on money and hear what you guys think because a lot of times people will also come to us asking to get to become part of a certain program or if we're doing like a contest. And, you know, if we're in the impact space, what happens a lot is people are like, well, I don't have the money and you feel very, you know, you want to help out. So you almost want to do something pro bono. Um, but mm-hmm. I think, you know, similar to what, the position you guys are in, you have to find ways to make sure that you're still, you can't just give things away because then you don't you don't have a business right you can't continue to help anybody so that's another Mm -hmm. mindset thing where people are like well we find that these entrepreneurs in this space are constantly they want to help let's just do a service trade and we have to tell them no like i realize you want to be nice but you still have to make money (laughs) you know Mm -hmm.
0: and and that's a mindset in itself adam like the end of the day it's like we could be like yep we're gonna make a lot of money and just give it to someone But what is the impact? It's a one-time show that you give it and then that's it. But if we can really like stick to the mindset of going, we're creating from abundance and that means we work harder for our job, our uh, programs, we enroll enroll more people and we get to serve more people, but educate them at the same time.
1: Yeah.
0: Instead of just going, hey, we'll just give this to you guys. No, they're still going to pay for the event, but they're going to pay a fraction of the cost. Right. The thing to, right yeah that's relative to them and the thing is when they do that they're putting way more of an effort to go you know what these guys charge thousands of dollars mm-hmm. you know and we're getting it at a fraction of the cost and that means that we get to serve more people and impact 10 times more people than if we were just to go and give a lump sum to someone
1: mm-hmm. yeah
2: and, and also on top of that too adam When you put the money down, let's say it's a little bit of a stretch. You don't want to stretch so much that it snaps you, right? But it's a stretch. What happens is it becomes this thing where you have an unconscious skin in the game now. Yeah. it's you put it down, you've gone, whew, my back's a little bit against the wall. I don't usually put this down, but I'm going to make this work. And I remember the times where I put, you know, thousands to tens of thousands down for mentorship with my mentors back in the day and something happened to me on an unconscious level. I started absorbing the information at a higher rate and I started memorizing it and I would record it and relay it and I would uh, go and teach it myself and really make use of the time that I was there with my mentors because I knew I made the financial investment and the energy investment uh, in it. So there's a powerful lesson for anyone that's uh, you know, reading this or, or hearing this that you've got to place bets on yourself. You've got to stretch. That's the only way you grow
1: hundred percent. Yeah. I, I'd like to hear that. And I think people need to realize it. And we've had people come to us too, where, you know, they, they want to either pay nothing a little bit. And we're like, well, then you're just not the right person. You know, if you're not willing to invest in yourself, why would I invest in you? <laughs> it's yeah. like, you know, it doesn't really make yeah, any sense.
0: Absolutely. Um, yeah.
1: Let's tap into some of the stuff around vision, guys. Um, And, you know, I'd like to just hear, I mean, this is a word that's thrown around. um, And there's, there's a lot of like catch words that get thrown around a lot. Impact is growing and, you know, change and make the world better, all these things. And now we have like, you know, around business and just life, you know, you have vision. This has been around for a very, very long time. So let me hear your take on vision, why this is so important to people as part of this growth process. You have to have a
2: vision because the vision is a thing that holds you to your highest and ultimate uh, version of you. It's what you could be and will be in the future, right? And and like I mentioned earlier on, that like if we keep running by our old programs, nothing changes. So in order to create change, you you know, even your magazine's called Change Creator. How do we create change? We've got to do something different that we've never done before. We need to step into the unknown. Right. And I see that as an exciting thing. It's like there's so much in the unknown ahead of us that is so possible and so freaking insane that we can create, man. I'm excited to see where my potential can go. Like mm. it sucks that I'm probably only going to live to, you know, below just below the hundred years old. Who knows if we got some crazy biohacking thing <laughs> coming in the future, right? But let's say, you know, just below the hundred, hundred year line. Man, I, I wish that I could live for thousands and really step into as much potential because I really believe we have a God-given potential that is far more than we can truly understand. Uh, and that there is one of the things that actually I fear most is, is, is living you know, right to the end of my life and then standing before God and him going, Joel, I gave you this much potential and you know, arms stretched out, but you only did this much. You know, it's, it's just these two little fingers together. And I'm like, man, this, I, I would hate to do that. I'd love to know that I've stepped into as much potential as
1: possible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that vision is really, um, you know, people see that or hear that they're like, yeah, yeah, I get it. And they look at it as like fluff, right? It's just, oh, let me put my vision board up on the wall and all these things are going to appear. And people don't seem to understand um, just how real that mental part of their life is, right? Like the power of their mind and how it controls I guess that it, it controls what the decisions that people make on a regular basis. So if you don't have that vision, you're just going to be floundering and, and, you know, not, not going anywhere. Right. Absolutely.
2: Well, you know, 90% of our uh, thoughts are the same as the day before, which only shows you that we're only really shifting 10% at a time. Now that's with someone that's, uh, and that can even be 95% for some people. Now, if you are intentional about your life and the decisions that you make, you may move the needle from 5 to 10% to 15 to, to 20% and be even more, you can be double uh, effective. You double your income, you double your impact, you double your network, you double your net worth. There's just so much you can do there, right? Uh, and so I think that really understanding that the unconscious is driving so much of the show, but if we start consciously living with intention, and a lot of people talk about the law of attraction. And I think that's great. I think, you know, you've got to match that frequency. If you want to get that very thing, you have to match the frequency of it and you have to, you know, practice that visualization. But what I would say on top of that is I'm a big fan of the law of intention, which is setting it and getting it. It's writing it out. And a lot of people get this thing where they uh, get into a place of perfectionism going, my vision has to be mapped out perfectly before I can start. Mm I'm going to tell you this, your first vision will be your worst vision. (laughs) you've got to get a start you've got to write it out man and and you you start to work it out a little bit along the way you you start to make some movement and you know denzel washington says don't mistake movement for progress right so the key here is how do you knock at least a few things off on your vision in that first year to start getting some progress going not perfection but progress and aim for great and excellent not perfect right but then moving through it and then watching, in reality, watching the feedback come back to you to show you where you may need to course correct a little bit or fine tune or even take things out or add things in that can enhance your vision. What I can yeah. say, man, is I casted my 10-year vision eight and a half years ago. Within six years, I was pretty much 95% living in my 10-year vision. And uh, you know, I have students that are achieving their third and fourth year vision within the first year. That's what the, the power of intention, uh, it does, you know? So yeah, you've got to get a start and you've got to place bets on yourself and and be open to the idea that you're always going to be improving and becoming more effective. My vision is epic now, but it wasn't when I first casted it. And that's because you have got to put it into practice.
1: So can you help our listeners understand, um, you know, and I think it's a step, a lot of people, they have it in their head. Oh, this is what I want to do with my business. This is my mission. But to your point, it's just the more clarity you have, uh, the better, right? So what are some steps someone can take in order to start getting their vision clear?
0: The first thing I would say is get clear with your values, because Mm -hmm. if you don't understand your values, you don't really know what you want. And that's going to really cloud how, how, um, your judgment on your decisions, you know, your values are the in It's it the compass of your soul. So if you really want to know what your, what your values are, first, I would look at five people that you admire and I would jot down about five to seven values of each person that you admire or that inspire you. And what you'll start to see is there's a pattern between those five people that you chose. Mm. And then what you want to do is once you've got your values, you you choose five to six and, and then choose three at a time to get you into action so you look at each value and you say what how can i action this value on a daily basis how can i bring this into my daily standards of being yeah and i say being versus doing because we get caught up in the doing and that affects our way of being and Mm -hmm. you just you're not in it when you're trying to do it all the time you know we need to come from it and not pretend to go to it basically So
1: explain that just a little bit for people. So when you say being versus doing, I know a lot of people get wrapped up um, in this operational, like I'm going to do this, this, and this, here's my to do list. So how is that different than, than being? Maybe can you give a little So
0: when, when you're being, you're, you're basically actioning it in a way every day and it becomes part of your habit and you're, all you're doing is you're not trying to get rid of old habits. You're trying to create new habits. Yeah. And when you create new habits, all you're doing is actioning on a daily basis. And when you action it, you're basically telling your subconscious that you're retraining yourself in that way. And that eventually it is your being. It's how you show up. You don't second guess it. You know that time when you've been like, oh, I don't know if I should do this. And, you, and your gut says, and your mind says, turns around and says, no, oh, no, don't worry about it. You, you'll be fine. And then later on, something bad happens and you're like, I should have listened to my gut.
1: <laughs> right?
0: You know it because you're laughing because you've done it, right? We've all done it. <laughs>
1: sure.
0: You know? So it, it, it really comes down to the action steps that you have with each value. And eventually it will get to the point where you're, it, it is your being because you're, you're not second guessing. Right. Your mind's going to want to trick you to go back to your old habit. Right.
1: And and is there something someone does, like, is it help to put this visually up on like a calendar of things you want to be, you know, creating new habits, like putting them up on the wall? Like, is there anything that helps people stick it to a discipline basically?
0: Yeah. I basically get them to put their values on the wall somewhere or somewhere placed there that they can see every single day. And then I get at the end of the day, I ask myself, which value have I action today? And if I have an action, at least two or three of them, then I make sure the next day I've got an action. I'm going to put things to action the next day. And you will find that once once they start actioning their values, they're going to have ten times more energy. They're going to be way more in alignment with the with themselves, and that's going to be bring your vision effortlessly forward.
1: Mm. Yeah. And now, so we talked. This this kit started with me asking, how do people start? getting clarity on their vision and shaping it. Uh, what, so we talked about understanding your values and mapping out actions you can take uh, against those values. What is there more to, to this? What is the next step?
2: Yeah, so to get clear on your vision, what I would do is I would start with either the fifth year or the tenth year. Okay. So we're future casting. The key here is what would the ultimate version of you look like five years or 10 years from now. And when you write it down, and I want you to write this in dot points, that's the key. This is called the skeleton of the vision. Mm. You're not having to write a lot of detail. It's just the core things, the foundational things that you want to implement in your life. And that could be things uh, that are, that are based around uh, your health, your wealth, uh, love, happiness, uh, your leisure time, uh, self-improvement, learning, living, giving, all these areas of your life, right? The, the wheel of life, we refer to that to really get an idea of the areas of your life. And then you write down as if it's present tense, as if you're actually living there in that day right now. Okay, yeah. so you write that down. And what, the key here is we reverse engineer it. So you write out your fifth year or your 10th year, then you go, well, what did I have to do in my fourth year to get to the fifth, and the third year to get to the fourth? right? So now you've started to get the skeleton together of your vision. And the reason why the vision is so important is because when you start mapping it out and getting detail in there and fine tuning it and tweaking it along the way, you start making decisions today that are going to better your future five years to 10 years from now. Yeah. Right. Like you start, it's crazy what it does to your mind. You start prioritizing and valuing things in a very different way. Right. That's how the shift starts. It starts like that. And you find yourself losing like your old desires and creating new ones. Yeah. It's really interesting how it works with you, Adam. And then when you start seeing that you're getting results and you're actually starting to go in a way that you, you've desired to go, you've really wanted to go, you go, wow, this stuff works. And you start committing to it more. And then it starts unfolding and you, it gets more exciting as you move closer to it. And then you start saying, well, wow, if I did that, what else can I create? Yeah. Right. So your, your vision expands and you start to become this person in life that you start to be more ambitious and you start to be uh, more fulfilled because you're not fooling yourself anymore. There's no self-betrayal. You're not saying yes to things that you really wanted to say no to. You're not uh, you know, seeking approval of others. Now you have your vision. It's your own mission that you're on. You're not comparing yourself to anyone else because you realize as you map out your vision that you are very different to everyone else and you have a different calling on your life. Right. So, it, right. It, man, this is the reason why I'm writing, you know, the, this, my first book right now is all about vision. It's such a powerful thing. as has impacted, even in my life, thousands of people's lives already that I know of. Uh, and, and, you know, everyone needs a vision. They need a mission to be on, to be here. It gives your life meaning.
1: Yeah. You know, I mean, I love really,
2: that. It sounds. This might sound a little bit rough, and it's only because it's the word we use, but I'm going to say it because I think we really need to think about this. When you don't have a vision, it makes your life meaningless. And yeah. I know that's a strong word because meaningless, But if we think about this, what's meaningful, it, it means your life is full of meaning. But if it's meaningless, it means there's less meaning there in your life. Now, I didn't say the word meaning none, just like fearful, fearless. There is no fear none because there's always a little bit there. It's the same thing with your meaning. But when you cast a vision, you start mapping it. Now you're bringing more meaning into your life. And that gets really exciting.
1: I I love that because one of the things that we always talk about is the importance of meaning. So stop chasing happiness. Uh start chasing meaning because meaning is what drives happiness. And I think you just really mm. tied that all together perfectly.
2: Mm, absolutely, man.
1: So great. Um so I, I'm, I, I'd like to see how we can just tie this in to some of your experience, Joel, with, you know, building the business and branding. I mean, this all becomes part of the vision. And I assume should people, when they're writing this vision down and putting it together, is it, do you aim big? Do you keep it realistic at first? Like what, what, I guess, how do you approach that real quick?
2: Yeah, great question. Emil and I actually sat down together uh, last week, and you know, we have our individual visions, and they're always in the works. They're always under construction. Uh, but we we decided to sit down and really map more of the vision with Elevate because we're realizing so many people are wanting to come to us already and want to. They're like, "Hey, can I work with you guys? Uh, can we be a part of your, you know, Elevate with Purpose events in other countries and so on?" And so we've, we've realized there's a lot of demand for what we're doing, and we've, we've realized that we really need to have a more solid vision in place. So I said to Emil, hey, let's sit down, let's sit for 10 minutes and shut our sensories off, just close our eyes, let's sit here and visualize what would it look like 10 years from now if we played at the highest level with, with Elevate, right? With our business. Yeah. And it was really interesting for us. It was, it was actually really fun, I liked it, man. Like we, we started writing down, uh, doting down dot points and notes of what we saw in our vision. And then we put it, wrote it together on the board. You know, Emil wrote his, I wrote mine and we put them together and we got really excited to see. It was crazy how a lot of it tied together. And for us, this is just really the thing that is driving the everyday actions that we do now. This is the thing that pulls us, it inspires us. It's not this fear-driven thing of like, oh, I need to build a business because I need to make money to survive. We're like, we want to build the business because we can see the vision and what we can create with it. We need to get to work now. So it becomes an inspiration. And, you know, I can talk about strategies in business about branding and marketing, but honestly, man, 80% of it is is mindset, 20% is mechanics. You know, so we really need to get into this part of the vision and go, how do we really get uh, a vision down that inspires you to stick to your habits, that inspires you to stay aligned with your values, that inspires you to learn new skills and to not just acquire new skills, but hire new skillful people for your company. We know that our team, we already have a team, a mini team we put together. We're expanding this very quickly. So we know the type of geniuses that we need to fill the roles that we now have open in it. And I think that this is really business. This is big boy game. We're stepping it up. You know? And right. if you really want to have more impact, you need more structure in your business and you need better business systems. Everyone mm-hmm. has a system in their business, just most people's are clunky. So it's about fine-tuning the business. And sometimes, I think a lot of entrepreneurs don't understand, it takes sometimes a year or two years or three years to really lay the foundations out and fine-tune the system so there's more flow. And this is where Emile steps in. He talks a lot about flow, how to create flow within your business and how to create flow within your mindset, which is really important that a lot of entrepreneurs are really missing and are just leaving on the table nowadays.
1: Emil, can you tell us just a little bit about flow?
2: Yeah, I think
0: you know once you find your individual flow and you really get to understand how you flow like you know the first question i asked joel is like i said what time do you like to get up what time do you like to go to bed now typically he likes to go to bed later than me i like to get a bit i like to go to bed early and get up earlier yeah but what what we had to find individually first is what is our our internal flow what works best for me and then what works best for him And this is the thing with business is like, you got to ask yourself why are you business partners in the first place? If you guys aren't doing even better than if you were by yourself. Mm. So what we do is we find out what is my flow. So for example, I like to get up and exercise in the morning or do my meditation before I go outside and and talk to everybody. Um, I like to find out what kind of foods give me the most energy and that all impacts my mind. You know, like next week we're about, Joel and I actually, this is funny, Adam, Joel and I are about to do a seven-day juice cleanse. And um, (laughs) the reason being is because we want to be able to get the most amount of energy out of our day. Now, if we're not cleansed inside and, and really focus on the inside healthy habits, then the outside is going to suffer. So we're all about looking at the different systems. Like I don't drink coffee at all. Joel doesn't drink coffee. Um, I barely drink alcohol. I drink plenty of water. I make sure that every single thing, area of my life, is at the highest amount. And I ask myself, how can I find more flow in this area? And when I do that, I start getting answers.
1: Yeah. Okay. And and so that becomes, so you have personal, and then is it a similar process to think through um, when it comes to your business? Joel mentioned creating systems that work for your business and those types of things. And um, before we wrap up, I just want to tap into a little bit about starting to take, once you build this foundation, you have your vision, you, you kind of done the personal journey here and you're building these habits. Now, how do we start applying some of this abundance thinking and, and understanding of flow into the business world, branding and systems and things like that?
2: Yeah yeah well, one of the things that Emil and I did uh, is we wrote down on a board where we believe our genius lies. So for me, it was branding, marketing, uh, networking, sales, uh, graphic design, uh, interviewing, right? And so Emil wrote his down: logistics, uh, developing our uh, leaders, uh, you know, creating flow in business. Uh, communication, building relationship, right? So we wrote all of the things down that we, and some of them were the same, like Emil and I are great at sales as well. So we'd write these things down and we were able to really clearly see. And then we wrote down the genius uh, areas of our staff members that we have on board at the moment. And I said to Emil, I said, the key here is that in order for us to really step into where we're at as founders and to serve at the highest level is we need to start delegating in order to, uh, we need to delegate to elevate. (laughs) <laughs> right, We need to we need to find people and talent that play in a certain area of genius. It may be graphic design or videography that we're not so focused on and put our energy in and don't really have our skills developed in yet, getting them to fill that space and taking that away from us to the point where we're literally only playing in two or three spaces where we really knock out and play in our genius. You had Jay Shetty feature in uh, one of your last uh, issues yeah. and Jay... Jay is totally playing in his genius. He's a great teacher. He understands video. He's a great storyteller, right? So he's tapping into all his genius and he doesn't step anywhere else outside of that. Right. right? Yeah. Same for us. It's like and anyone that's listening or or reading this right now, you want to make sure that you're stepping into your genius as much as possible and then delegating the rest.
1: Because that's
2: where like when you're aligned with your values, right? That's where you're most inspired from within. That's where you're most in spirit. That's where all your power comes from. It's like an internal torch that's lit. No one has to tell you when to start work or where to go. You're already there. And you do it every day without losing that enthusiasm. uh, And you have that passion and that fires everybody else up. If you've got a whole team full of people playing in their genius, people can feel the power of that. There's a crazy energy in it. And that's really how you start to develop incredible business systems. Because yeah. you have the guy over here in the genius that combines and, and does this hybrid thing or collaborates with someone else in another department, and they create even better work together. Right, right. You know, so that's, that's what I would say would be key when it comes to that. And also, Emil and I have just started reading a book called Rocket Fuel uh, by Gino Wickman, and uh, he talks a lot about, like, every company he believes just through his formula that he has been practicing over so many years with all these big corporate companies is that uh, every company should have a visionary and an integrator, and so we're becoming more wise now to like which parts we play in the company, and we may even end up hiring people that are more the integrator, and we just play as the visionaries, yeah. You know, and understanding those roles within business to really accelerate.
1: So, I mean, I guess there's a process. And Gino Wickman didn't he write the book Traction or something like that as well? Was that him? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He wrote Traction. Yeah. <clears throat> I interviewed one of his partners. That's a great book. Um, but I think what you're saying, I I like the way you're putting it. It's kind of like really put this, we put it up on the whiteboard. We understood our genius, um, you know, and you might have skills in, in 10 different things, but really what are your top few? Because you can't, you just can't do everything. Now, of course, what comes to my mind is there's a lot of people in the startup space and if they don't have a lot of money or whatever the case might be, they might not be able to pay people to do things. So you have to get a little bit scrappy, but I think, uh, to your point, as you grow and you can afford to start delegating, you need to understand this process so that you can do it properly. Right.
2: Yeah. And if you look at even Silicon Valley, man, I know a number of, uh, people in silicon valley they're like straight up out of this world geniuses in like developing and coding and design and they get hired by some of the best companies the best companies are looking for people with we call it the black hole focus
1: yeah
2: right black hole focus and uh you know i remember stephen hawking had this theory that anything that goes into a black hole is destroyed but he, he realized later that's not true and he actually Uh, denounced that and came and said, you know, I I actually made a mistake. Anything that goes into a black hole is transformed. And so it's the (laughs) same thing with us. We have people that are focusing at such a high level and are so in their craft and all about mastery, man, imagine having a whole SWAT team of people that are all in their mastery. There's no doubt that your business will reach heights you could never imagine.
1: Yeah. Really, really good stuff. I love that. Um, I think we can wrap up around there. I think I I, I don't, I'm not sure exactly how long we've been on, but I think we're running towards the end of our time here. So I want to be respectful of both of your time. And I think we covered a lot of really good stuff here for people. Um, And I, I really wanted to cover that mental game. I think it's just a big, a big area for people to better understand. And I appreciate some of the steps and ideas that you guys have shared um, I just like the way you position them and shape them and help people understand how to start thinking about these. Um, so really appreciate your time today.
0: Thank you so much, Adam.
1: Um, why yeah, don't you guys you give a shout out? How, how do they find out more about you guys? How do they get in part of your programs? I want to give you guys that opportunity right now to, to just let people know how to connect and, and, and learn from you.
2: Yeah. So make sure you head over to ElevateTribe.net right? And we have uh, all the information there on our up and coming events and retreats uh, out here in Bali and other parts of the world that we're opening up. Uh, the biggest thing for us right now too is really this uh, elevate with purpose element that we have within the, the business now and to really bring self-development to places that are, are really uh, fiending for it and want it at a higher level. And so we're excited to do that. So make sure you keep an eye out on that. Uh, you can Find me. uh, I am Joel Brown, is my Twitter handle and Instagram handle, and you'll see Joel Brown on Facebook. Uh, Emil, yeah, and
0: you can find me on Emil Steenveld on my Instagram and Emil Steenveld on Facebook. So if anyone reaches out to us, we can give you more information on our next events
1: as well. All right, we'll include those links in the uh, posting up on Change Creator, guys. Awesome. All All right, right, guys. Appreciate your time. Have some uh, more fun for everybody out in Bali. (laughs)
2: Love it. Love it.